it wasn't great. No, it's very dull. Yeah. And I mean, what struck me about it was the only thing it's got going for it is that it's got big stars. Well, it was produced by Scorsese. Oh, and directed by Thomas Alfredson, who did Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which is yeah. very good, and Let the Right One In, which is superb. It's one of my, that's why I went to, I, I would go and see the, film. The, oh, the it's a but, Swedish film, and it's really good. And I mean, I would go and see his film purely because of that film. And I was really I didn't, Yeah, I didn't know base. it was him. I didn't know it was him directing it. And when they came up, produced by, I think he produced it as well, the, the director, right. and um, Scorsese. Okay. And I was like, okay. This yeah. should be interesting then, you know. I hope, you thinking it was going to be really good. Yeah. No. No, it's so routine. Yeah. And if there was no stars in it, it would just be a very boring TV movie. Yeah. So it's only because it's got Fassbender, it's got Charlotte Gainsbourg, um, and it's got J.K. Simmons and Val Kilmer. So it's and got Rebecca these Ferguson. Yeah. A number yeah. of these people are well known, so they make it. They make it worth watching. That's Till the Words Run Out by singer-songwriter Josh Nolan off his album Fair City Lights, which you can purchase off iTunes, etc., and find a link in our show notes. And before that, you heard the Spoilerama podcast discussing the pedigree of Snowman and wondering where it all went wrong. This has motivated us to dive into Michael Fassbender's career and examine why this wonderful actor has not a household name. Welcome to Marcus Played, the movie podcast about movie podcasts and the discussions that come from them. I'm Hyro of the True Romance Film Podcast, and joining me this evening is Dave of Pop Culture Case Study. He calls himself the Snowman Killer. He's completely insane. I'm thinking that he's going after women that he disapproves of. The only thing we know for sure is that he's playing games with us. We need a way to lure him out. Be careful. We don't know what we're dealing with. All right, Dave. So here we are in episode whatever of Mark S. Played, man. So this week we're talking about The Snowman, the well-pedigreed film starring Michael Fassbender, amongst others, which Mm -hmm. is like a really stellar cast. And I think that what really, you know, strikes me here is also the director is Thomas Alfredson, Mm -hmm. who has made films that I think are really great. He he did the... um, let the right one in film, mm-hmm. and then he did Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which you recently talked about on your podcast, Pop Culture Case Study. Um, uh, great, great film, but I, th- I guess this film is super tanking, not yes. only at the box office but with the critics. Uh, it tanked on my podcast. Uh, I haven't got a chance to listen to your episode. Oh, it, it, it tanked dropped. on mine too. Yeah, it just came out as we're recording. It tanked on mine too. <laughs> okay, there, there you go. So. This leads us to a conversation about Michael Fassbender because why is he not a household name? He's in a who's who of movies. I mean, he's been 
uh, 12 Years a Slave, Shame, Hunger, even populist films like the X-Men films that are excellent. Um, yeah, some why of is them. Michael Fassbender not there? <laughs> settle down, settle down. The 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 new ones, the first two are yeah. excellent. Yes, and then that they all go the downhill. The, That's fine. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. <laughs> what in the little purple thing? No. <laughs> so I'm gonna kick it to you, man. I mean, uh, you know, the conversation revolving around Michael Fassbender. What what's the deal with this dude? So, I mean, I think there's there's a number of things. I actually read this article, this older article from uh, Huffington Post, like right before uh, Shame came out. And they were kind of talking to Fassbender and telling him like, oh, you've taken some risky roles. Because I think at that point, um, he had already been in Hunger. And I think uh, he had been in the, the Jane Eyre uh, that came out with him and uh, your favorite. Uh, I never pronounced her name right. Mia... Vasakowska. Vasakowska. There it is. Which, uh, why do you refer to her as my favorite? I, I like her. I mean, what's wrong with her? <laughs> because you're the only one who can pronounce her name. That's that's really all it comes down to. I, I dig that movie, by the way. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's a great movie, actually. I, I really like that one. But he kind of talked. Gothic talk- romance. It's where my heart is at. <laughs> no, let's not get into that one. Uh, so, uh, they were talking to him about, like, these are really risky roles. And his response was, well, I'm not really looking to be a movie star. So, it doesn't really matter. So, it's not a risk to me. I'm just. So, it's interesting. I feel like he's doing. He's doing the backwards Tom Cruise. So, like, Tom Cruise became a movie star, right? He did Risky Business. He did Top Gun, Days of Thunder. And then later in his career, he started working with all these, like, really kind of on the edge directors. You know, he's working with Paul Thomas Anderson. He's working with Kubrick. Magnolia, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. taking these risks, right? But instead, uh, Fassbender is doing this on the front end, but he hasn't built up that cachet in Hollywood. Like, he's well-respected, but I don't know if he's well-loved. And, you know, he kind of tried to do the comic book thing, and he tried to kind of angle that towards stardom, I think. Because, like, why else would you do those movies? But honestly... These these superhero movies at this point, especially these team up movies like X Men movies, this is where this is where movie stars go to die. Like this is not this is not going to really? launch. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think this is going to launch you into the stratosphere. Like yes, like someone like Robert Downey. Yeah, Hugh G- Jackman has may have something to say about that. Yeah, let's let's talk about Hugh Jackman. What movies have he has he made that have been really successful other than Wolverine Les movies? Eh, like critically, yeah, but that didn't make a bunch of money. That didn't make him a superstar. Like these, these are movies that make you a superstar in one realm. Like Robert Downey Jr. You know, he resurrected his career by being Iron Man. But like, what has he done other than that? Like the Judge, that like nobody saw. Like this is this is not making you a star. This is where bite your tongue, sir. No, (laughs) bite your tongue. Robert Downey Jr. was in Chef, the master. He barely in Chef. That doesn't count. He is not the star of Chef. Let's talk about prisoners. Prisoners for Hugh Jackman. Yeah, um, a big money uh, maker there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on, the man. The great me, Earl, the dying girl. Oh God. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the point, right? Like those movies are probably great paychecks, <laughs> uh, but they're not going to make you a star. You can get that role by being a star, or you can get that role by being a respected actor critically, which is, I think, how Fassbender came into came into those roles. So, like, right. he hasn't yeah. built up that that credibility with the kind of average moviegoer. He's got all the credibility in the world with critics and podcasters and pompous people like that, but like, you know, like us, exactly. But like Joe and Jane Public are like. Yeah, I think I've seen him before, but they're not going to like rush out to see his next movie. You know, you have a real point there because you and I are the mass consumers. We're mm. we're the we're the guys who had movie pass three years ago right. when it was still you know <laughs> above ten dollars, still a hundred dollars a month consume- or whatever. <laughs> 
yeah, it was still we were still making a killing then because we we're going mm-hmm. six or seven times a month. But Fastbender really isn't known outside of our maybe like the forty percent of America that right. really digs film. Like the everybody else who shows up, you know, for the event stuff, nobody knows who Fastbender is. Right, and that's a I think that's a damn shame. I think he is one of the best actors working today. But yeah. I don't know, man. I I, I, I the the whole team up thing. I mean, there's so many actors coming out of that. I mean, you got Jennifer Lawrence in there. You got all yeah, but these she was people. already big after Hunger Games. You know, Hunger Games is what launched her, not X Men. That's a good point. You know, That's a good point. I mean, these are not. I mean, McAvoy has like used that that kind of notoriety to do some interesting work, but he's not a superstar either. Like, no one in these movies is jumping out, and you know, except maybe like Chris Evans. Chris Evans is probably the one who has used comic book movies the best. And I, but I think still he's more known on social media than he is for his, than his film output. You know, like it just, do you think that if we walked around with a Chris Evans picture that people would say anything other than Captain America? No, no. I, no. I, I would be surprised if half the people said Chris Evans, <laughs> like they're just going <laughs> to say it's Captain America. You know, because no, they're is... going to say it, it, it's it's the guy from Hell or High Water. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <this>? nope. <laughs> it's the guy from Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's exactly. So, I mean, I just don't it's think Chris the, Pratt. <laughs> it's it's interesting because it, it seems like common sense that like, oh, you're going to be in the biggest movie of the year, the biggest money maker. You're going to be a star if you do well, and because, and I think especially this is true of Marvel movies, at least up until you know, it sounds like the new Thor movie coming out. That like a lot of them have a very similar style and similar look, so you're not going to stand out as much. You're going to be a part of that very successful machine instead of like launching your career from this point. So you talk about like the machine construct, right? You're talking about especially like these team up movies. Let's go back to the X Men. Uh, Fastbender has tried to do like the big budget films that circle around him, right? So we talk about like a, a movie like Assassin's Creed, and there was a huge uh, kind of buzz around Assassin's Creed that this is going to be the it's going to be the movie that's going to to launch <laughs> video game movies into yep. the stratosphere. It's going to be finally the one to break the charge, right? It's got Justin Kurzel, who he had already teamed up with in Macbeth, yep. which I don't know if you've seen it, but it's yeah freaking fantastic it's good it's a great great film so this aesthetic is there so i was listening to a podcast the herald and modcast and they were talking about how every function of that film succeeds in such a way that it should be awesome that sounds cool in the game doesn't really translate to the film no and it doesn't (laughs) it's tough well it shouldn't be that tough but you know they made it tough uh, I don't know. I just it, it, the things that were that are cool that are still cool about the game. I don't really think translated into the movie. No. Um, well, and the action was good. The action was good. Visually, I, I, the sound effects and the sound editing were were Oscar worthy. Really they were good. Really phenomenal. Yes, they were. The score was really great. The score was good. Uh, there were the costume design was great. Was cool, yeah. Production design was great. Yeah, the uh, color grading was cool. Yeah, there was uh, some cool components. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the story, and that's the thing about cool action is that if you don't care about the characters, the action is sort of lost on you. And yeah. I felt like that's what Rogue One suffered from. Oh God, yes. Like, but the action sequence is so cool. It's like, yeah, but I don't really care if anyone lives or dies. Right. So I'm not even really watching. Them. I'm like half watching the action. The whole yeah. Time.
I mean, uh-huh. you've got this great actor. You've got this great actor not only just being in the film, but like truly committing. Yeah. I mean, he's all into the film. And then Krizel is doing everything he needs to do with the special effects and the cinematography and all that stuff. But the story kind of comes to shit. Right. Which is crazy because, like, if you're, if you play video games at all, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed, there is, there are great stories already written. But, like, we're trying right. to, like, we're trying to, it's you know, a cinematic reinv- game. Yeah. But, like, let's reinvent the wheel and change the story. And it was just like, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because I remember watching that movie uh, and not thinking it was good by any stretch of the imagination, but going, like, this is really pretty to look at. It's really too bad there's nothing to it. That there's nothing behind this. Because if there was, right. it definitely would have been successful. Because you not only have Fassbender, but the rest of the cast is pretty well known and really good actors, too. Cotillard is in yeah. there. There's a bunch of people in there. Yep. Yeah. It should have been, but it wasn't. <laughs> like, like much of... Like, I think there's a bunch of... There's a bunch of kind of choice points in his career where he could have... He could have made it big. Um I mean, you know, that sounds ridiculous because he is pretty well known. It's not like he's like floundering somewhere looking for a job. But if you look at I know, like, but like you look at these movies, man. Yeah. But if you look at like right after Inglorious Bastards, I think that's the point where things could have gotten really, really good for him. Um, but after that, he did Centurion, which flopped Jonah Hex, which is one of the biggest flops in history. And then he went back to like things like have you Jane ever Eyre. seen Centurion? I have. I actually didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I, I thought I it, watched I thought it, it in, was okay. In- on my travels, yeah, yeah, I watched it in Bahrain because apparently they love that movie there because it showed every night in my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> That's their TNT movie. Like, just throw That's on t- Centurion. <laughs> yeah, throw on Centurion. And, but it's actually not bad. I mean, it's no, got it's uh, um, the Kingsman guys in there doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a it's a decent movie. So, and then even movies like Hey, even movies like Haywire, you know, which. Which, given the cast and given who directed that movie, like, could have been huge. Um, right. And it seems to be getting, like, this new look where everyone's like, actually, Haywire is the greatest action movie of the last 50 years or whatever. Let's and then not and, reinvent but, that. But, but when it first came out, like, it was panned critically and nobody saw it. So this is another kind of notch in the wrong belt for, for Fassbender. The Counselor? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the Counselor is another one, you know? So it seems like... And even when even when he's in big budget movies that end up doing well, usually they're kind of they're either he'll do well critically or he'll do well commercially. Like Prometheus made a bunch of money, The Last Alien made a bunch of money, but critically not so much, especially Prometheus. But then movies like Shame, which make like nine dollars at the box office altogether, do really well critically. So he can't quite hit that balance yet. It, it just begs the question: What makes someone a star, right? Obviously, I think the the end result we know everybody knows who it is: Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, right. Denzel Washington, uh, George Clooney. You say these names, and they're all over fifty, <laughs> so maybe it's not a thing. Okay, how about this? Uh, do people know Kristen Stewart? The, no. the, the 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 dudes on the street. No, I mean they know who she is, but it's not. It, there's a difference between recognizing someone and going like, "I have to see the next blank movie," and you know, people in the street are not like, oh, I, you know, I can't, I can't wait to see Personal Shopper. Like, no one is saying that except people like us. You know, like, she ended up, she got very well known at the beginning of her career, of course, with Twilight, and then became really well known in kind of critical circles because she did things that were really, really different from that. Um, but those are not moneymakers. Like, the biggest moneymaker she's ever had and probably ever okay. will have is 
is movies that are not going to get her critical attention. So I'm not sure we have a movie star who's under 50. Like who does everybody in the street respond to the term Justin Bieber? Well, yes. <laughs> in one way or another, they'll respond. Whether it's positive or negative, I don't know. Well, they know who it is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Justin Bieber, Beyonce is mm-hmm. has the star, the megastar, you know, isolated itself to the music industry. I mean, yeah, is that and, where we're at and in, then in our society. And then there's people like you. Actually, you know, I listened to this little podcast called the True Bromance Film Podcast. Uh, today on their review of the snowman please uh, respect it and, and call it the award-winning <laughs> and by some miracle some intelligence slipped out near the end and you brought up daniel day lewis um who i think i think even people who aren't really into movies know that name because he, he wins the oscar every time he you know puts on his shoes like it's just like it's a guarantee it's like he's the meryl streep right like he's gonna get at least a nomination right. And you brought up this interesting point that Daniel Day-Lewis does, like, a movie every eight years or whatever it is, and he's very choosy about when he takes roles. And Fassbender definitely isn't. Fassbender, it's interesting. I think he has the mindset of of a character actor. Like, he just wants to work. He wants to act. Right. And he wants to be in movies, and that's what he's going to do. So the the good thing about that is you get a lot of exposure. The bad thing about that is there's a lot of room for missteps. You know, and he's had a couple of them. You know, he's had a couple movies that have tanked either critically or financially, or in some cases, like with The Snowman, with he's done both. Um, so that becomes really risky. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of actor Fassbender would be if he was a lot more choosy. Like if he only did a movie every two or three years, would that be good for his career or bad? Because if a movie you do tanks, then you got a good two, three years before you have another shot at it. Right, right. Okay, so I, I want to backtrack here, and, and I, I appreciate you mentioning my my our great uh, award winning podcast. Yes, that was, yes, that's right. <laughs> but I found somebody under fifty, okay, who is a movie star that I can walk up to anybody on the street and say, "Hey, Scarlett Johansson." Oh yeah, sure, yeah, that's a good call. And and yet Marvel still won't give her her own movie. So. <laughs> How about this name? Hey, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, uh, she's definitely a movie star, but she's not really acting much anymore. She's more into directing. So right, but she's a movie star. She could like step onto the scene and, yes. and the movie will come up, or I could walk onto a dude on the street and everybody knows who he is. Yeah, I mean, there's rumors of her being cast in the Bride of Frankenstein movie that's supposed to come out, and I think and I th- oh god, and I think people would rush. Please to don't see tell that. me that's tied into that Marvel universe thing. No, the, the the monsters universe. Yeah, it is. Of course Whatever. It is. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I oh. think I think the public would run out and go see it. I mean, look what happened with Maleficent. Like that movie made bank. Because she was in it. And it was trash. Yeah, and she was in it. So she will bring in a crowd. So I think that's a good call. I just, you know, I think I probably don't include her because she's not doing much acting anymore. But was it there's like some day rape or some shit in Maleficent? Yeah, it's 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 full on rape in that movie. It is quite disturbing. Yes. Excellent. (laughs) Way to go, Disney. Or was it Disney? Yeah, yeah. Shitting on them? No, that's Disney. They own the property. Jesus. Yep. Jesus. All right, enough about date rape and 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 Angelina Jolie. Way Let's enough of about, that, yes. <laughs> Let's think of all his stardom, man. I, I just, you know, going back to the same question I asked earlier, man, like what makes a star? Like how do we build movie stars? It, it, like you're right, man. I mean, like I, as you were talking, I typed into the Google best movie stars or top movie stars. Okay. And it's all these old dudes, man. Yep. I mean, it's a 
who's who of old dudes. You know, you got Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, DiCaprio, Hanks, Downey Jr., Pitt, Ford, yeah. Matt Damon. I mean, I don't even have to say their full name. Yeah, I mean, DiCaprio is a good call. I didn't. I don't know why that didn't immediately pop to mind, but he's definitely. Yeah. I mean, he had he Marky made the Mark. Revenant make money. Yeah, Wal- Wahlberg is kind of on that cusp for sure. Like he's definitely a recognizable name to just about everybody, whether you love him or hate him. Like you know who he right. is for sure. I think but I think part of the problem. I think part of the problem is is in terms of populist movies, we are not making movies anymore that are centered on one person. Uh, most of these movies are kind of team up movies. Like even if you throw the comic book stuff out the window, even the big action movies, or you have movies like Transformers, which may have one human, but like it's not about them anyway. It's about the special effects, and we're not focused on on the individual. Whereas like you know you brought up Tom Cruise earlier, and like movies like Risky Business and Top Gun, he is most definitely the star of that, and he's in his like young twenties. And I think so much of it is. Right. Um, studios aren't willing because, you know, movies have been going downhill as far as the amount of money they make for the past couple decades. So it's a risk to pin all your hopes on one, you know, 22 year old guy or girl in their first or second movie. So you really want to kind of hedge your bets and either spend less money, which means you're probably not going to create a movie star because you're not going to have the backing or you're going to make a movie with like five leads. So you kind of spread the wealth here. So you end up with these kind of mid level stars kind of everywhere mm, yeah that's, that's a good point because you know when you were talking about these the the amount of money things he's making my mind it immediately went to avatar right where avatar is this like ungodly money-making machine mm-hmm. but you got sam worthington up front yeah big star big star <laughs> you know they yeah. tried to do it with that uh, sword and sandal thing, the Clash Oof, of the Titans God, thing. That but was terrible. Even then, he didn't he didn't amount to shit. And yeah, it, he just doesn't have the juice behind it. I mean, it's a damn shame to compare Sam Worthington to, to Michael Fassbender. Right, Michael Fassbender yes. is an actor's actor. I mean, you look at those scenes in Hunger, and yeah. you know, just sitting across the table from the dude from Lord of the Rings or whatever it is, a uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, and actor oozes off that guy right sam worthington is about as wooden as the fucking wall i'm looking at man yes he is just not an actor but the roles are reversed i mean he's killing it in the yeah. box office i mean he was he, he they be they even cast him in that terminator thing opposite christian bale and um Oof. another they tried huge to success <laughs> yeah but they tried to turn that dude into a movie star right but it just didn't have the chops to do it right. so you've got kind of the opposite effect there where you're shoehorning some guy through these big properties like you're saying where he's kind of mainly the central focus mm-hmm. but it's not working out and you know with the fast bender man oof, i also snowman, wonder I, just, it, I also wonder with fast bender if it's about the roles he's choosing in particular. So I went kind of way back uh, in the uh, in the back catalog for War Machine versus War Horse. It was episode 186. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's okay. It's not important. It's a show that barely exists anymore. Um, but it was episode 186, and Mike, the host, was talking with Ben Zook about Steve Who? Jobs. Uh, ben Zook Ooh, used ben to have Zook, a podcast. Like yeah, and now he's – I don't know what he's doing. 
not watching movies, I guess. Uh, but um, not doing Marcus play, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So they're talking about Steve Jobs, and, and Ben in particular was talking about what he didn't like about uh, Fassbender's performance, and he said it reminded him too much of the character he played in Prometheus. This very robotic, non-human, distant, cold, calculating character, and he's done that a lot. You know, he's done the the two roles in kind of the alien universe. If you want to look at the character in Shame through most of that movie, he's completely distant. And even in this new movie, in The Snowman, he plays another distant character who's not willing to make connections with people. And I wonder if that transfers to how people view him as they watch him on screen. Because, you know, we keep bringing up Tom Cruise, but he is the ultimate movie star, right? But if you look at him Top Gun, like, he's a jerk, he's a jackass, but he is damn charming, and he gets the girl like that. So that transfers to what people thought of him at that point. And with Fassbender, like, do we have, have we had him play a role where he's charming, where he's fun, where he's an enjoyable years guy? years a slave? Yeah, no, not 12 years a slave. I don't <laughs> think that... No. No. And, and, I, and it makes <laughs> me wonder, because I've seen him in interviews, and he's very charming and very funny, and it makes me wonder if he would like stretch himself. I think maybe the only movie where he ends up charming is in Inglorious Bastards. I think there's some of that there, but I think that's before yeah, he was a household name. And I think it'd be really interesting if he stretched himself and maybe did a comedy, um, even if it was a dark comedy, like something like like Three Billboards that's going to come out later this year in Bruges, like something like that. I think he'd be a really good fit for that and might personalize him a little bit instead of keeping him so far from the audience. Wow, that's you know I I went through the you're talking about the the lack of I guess fun charisma mm-hmm. I guess is the way I, I would re- recite it back is I'm going through all these movies and I don't see a single one where he's yep. just like slow a West guy Steve Jobs Frank I mean, Frank I mean he's got a goddamn head on <laughs> he's got there. a paper mache like, head on Ohio State Buckeye and it's a great role it's a great performance and he's got great performances in him and more to come I just wish he would. Maybe I think sometimes when someone gets pigeonholed as as any kind of actor, but even this like kind of Oscar caliber actor, he's only going to be angled towards these kind of roles that and usually Oscar winning roles are not roles where the person is like fun loving and obviously having a good time. Like that's just not what the Academy wants. They want pain. They want misery. They want, you know, torture. Um, So in order for him to do that, he's got to move away from those kind of roles for a little bit if he wants to be a movie star. And maybe when it boils down to it, like I mentioned in that article, maybe he just has zero interest in that. Maybe he just doesn't want that for himself. Look at, again, going back to the the, the big movie star of today, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, she did Rough Night this year. She's right. willing to kind of poke, poke a little fun at herself. Yeah. and Trying to and, soften. You know, let her the, hair down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, think, she doesn't always have to be karate kicking or listening to the fucking piano cat playing music all the time you know <laughs> yeah and it's you know and essentially i heard a rumor that him and seth rogan were planning to do another movie together after steve jobs and i think you know it before i had seen steve jobs i've been like please god no don't unleash that into the world i have no interest in a seth rogan michael fassbender buddy comedy but their relationship in steve jobs really works it's one of the best parts of that movie so i'd be really interested yes, to, to see them together and to see them do like a straight-up comedy instead of this like you know heavy drama with moments where you crack a smile like let's just really go for it let's let's do a daddy's home three with uh mm. 
Michael Fassbender and Seth Rogen, you know, doing their thing. Like they could be like the cousins, maybe. As <laughs> long as as long as some horrible accident befalls Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson's character, like they die in a car wreck in the prologue, fine. Let's do that and like correct that that whole franchise, please. <laughs> Which is amazing. Like these two dudes who beat the, who are just like these violent, hideous people. Right. Are the keys the cornerstones of this franchise, or, or are about Ugh. to be the cornerstones of this franchise? Like, you know, you, you know, you're a racist pig, or you're just, you know, you beat someone almost or to death, it is. like whatever. It's cool. Whatever. You're funny. No bigs. Yeah, you you make a couple of good movies, and you want to get pardoned. It's whatever. Right. But uh, <laughs> what about Slow West? Slow West to me felt like something a little bit different. Yes, he was still mopey and he was still a pain in the ass. Right. But the movie had this like light sort of ethereal yeah. texture to it. That was fun and I, I love that movie. I think it was in my top ten of last year, maybe yep. maybe the year before. No, I other. I agree, but I think the two of us together are about fifty percent of the audience of that movie. Like this is another movie that, you know, is not exactly a box office killer. Like this is right. so you know, and I don't I don't know if the time for westerns is over. It might be. I don't I don't I don't see another Western making a bunch of money at the box office. And it was a different the movie itself had a different feel, but his role, again, was to play that kind of brooding, tough, non-emotional character through 90% of the movie. You know, basically until the movie wraps up, he's very tough on this kid and he's very hard. And, you know, so it's not really a big stretch for him. And I just wish he would do something, uh, you know, but if all he wants to do is do these, like, Big time movies and, you know, maybe win some Oscars. Like, that's great. That's a great career. But if he wants to truly be a movie star, like this, what he's doing right now, just, it's not going to happen. Like, he's not going to be a movie star doing what he's doing because I think we are oversaturated with, with actors and we know a lot about them. So there's not like that mystery that there was 20 years ago where we just we're so curious about them and we want we have to see them on screen because that's our only opportunity. If I can sit home and go on YouTube and watch videos of Fassbender for three hours, why do I need to rush out and go see his movie in the theater? Let me ask you this, buddy. Are you a connoisseur of 1950s, 1960s cinema, specifically somebody like Humphrey Bogart? Hmm. And I may have just shit on my entire like uh <laughs> street cred when it comes to talking about film mm-hmm. if i just got the years wrong but was Humphrey, was Humphrey Bogart a lighthearted guy in uh buddy comedies or was he uh, every uh, time i not that name, i'm a, it was like this yeah not that i'm aware of he was much more like kind of that tough guy for sure but i think we're living in a different time i mean gender roles right. have changed dramatically since Humphrey Bogart was was a big star like you could you could be gruff and you could be distant and that was kind of expected for our male stars like i think maybe one of the most right. emotional male performances of that time is like you know Rhett Butler in Gone with the Wind and even then she's the truly emotional one and he's always like man i'm out of here i can't deal with your shit uh so you just you had a very different <laughs> style of acting i mean that's essentially what happens in that movie it's, it's like i can't put up with your crazy talk so i'm gonna leave but like it was a different time and you had different expectations of men and women and it's just kind of not that way anymore which i think is a good thing overall no i i 100 agree with you there but do you think that maybe fastbender is a star or is a big time dude in the old and Hollywood, definitely. You know when it's I don't, I don't think there's even a, a man's question. man's world. Yeah, he'd be perfect. It's just he was probably just born a little bit too late. 
Like, I think he would have been great yeah. in those. Like, if you cast him in these kind of, you know, crime noir movies, like the Maltese he'd be the Falcon, he'd be great. Yes, absolutely. He would be perfect. Yeah. But. And, th- and that's where I see him, right? I, I see him as a, the perfect gumshoe. If he wasn't so goddamn good looking. Yeah. And, uh, and. But he could at least grow a beard. Like, he's, you know, put him in Blade Runner 2049 instead of Gosling. I think he'd be a much better. Oh, stop. He'd be much better stop. in that role. <laughs> Stop. The the problem with Blade Runner 2049 has nothing to do with Gosling, man. Uh, Gosling's perfectly fine. You needed a piece of wood, just like in the previous movie. To, oh, how the, dare to, you to, shit to on Harrison Ford? How dare I'll you, shit all sir? over that old, that old fart. I'll take a giant dump on that old fart. Uh, we have gone way off the rails. <laughs> He's done four movies in the last th- uh, five years, and they're the exact same character. It, like Indiana Jones, Han Solo... Uh, uh, the, the Blade Runner guy. The one dude. It's Harrison Ford just being a gruff old grumpy dude. I I, I I'm just not going to agree with you, and that's okay. Like I see what you're saying. They are similar Fun. characters, uh, but I think his his performance in 2049 is just way way better than it is in the in the new Star Wars movie. I think he's got more to do there. Um, he's not just is it better than in the original? No, because the original is a fucking classic. And belongs on every top ten list ever made. You will not catch me. You're not going to catch me saying something bad about the original Blade Runner. I'm over here digging, man. I'm digging. I see you. I see you. Yeah, you see me. You know, I'm proud of us. Uh, we went and we've gone 36 minutes of of talking about Michael Fassbender. Now, stop one it! Mention. Stop it! Stop! Don't mention it. Nope. This is not one mention. Don't and, do and I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I, I, okay, well, I, is, does that count as a mention? No, no, because I stopped you before you said it. <laughs> You're good. I'm on brand, though. That's what I'm <laughs> yes. supposed to do. This is what a true romance is supposed to do yep. here, is bring bring that thing up. But uh, <laughs> I think that counts as a reference now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fluffer. I'm bringing it up. <laughs> there it is. Jesus. You were Two so hands. close. Two hands. <laughs> so close. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's It's in my contract. I've got to get get two hands around that old uh, rebar and, and and get to it, but uh, uh, fastbender stardom. Do you think, based on his career, that this is what he wants? Do you think he wants to be a movie star, or do you think he's using these big budget action spectaculars like Assassin's Creed, like the X Men movies, to fund a career that's more art house based? I think you hit it on the nose, man. I think it's neither neither. I think it, he just wants to work, hmm. and we're too very under listened to podcasters here Agreed. speculating on what Michael Fassbender's intentions are <laughs> but I think you're closer than any of those things in saying that the dude just wants to work you know right. he kind of toiled for a while yeah I mean he was a bit player in Band of Brothers then he had his abs moment in 300 300 yes but, <laughs> bef- but before that I mean he just toiled for a long time I mean he's well into his 40s I believe yeah did a lot of TV series like uh yeah, and, you know, something I think called NCS Manhunt. He did a Sherlock Holmes TV movie in a small role, Murphy's Law. Like he just, I, I, I would bet if I toiled for ten or fifteen years doing something I loved and then got a break, I would be like, put me in everything you can. Like I, I don't know if this is going to go away, so <laughs> let me be in everything. Just say yes. Oh wait, <laughs> yes, you I want am. Me to do the Big Bird action comedy. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be, I'd be yes ending the shit out of my career if I were him. So I get it. Oh yeah. I'd be in the in the worst movies ever too, man. I'd be right there next to Steven Seagal. 
I'd be there too. <laughs> and I think the maybe one of the one of the things we should bring up is kind of what's coming up next for Fassbender, and this is depressing because I just looked on IMDb and all Dark that's Phoenix, listed, baby. and that's the only thing that's listed. There's no other upcoming movies. There's nothing else that we know of coming down the pike. You know, I think they were thinking. As the snowman was filming, they're probably thinking, like, we are going to make a shitload of money with this. Like, this is going to be a big hit. It's a crime movie. It's about serial oh, killers. Yeah. People love that shit right now. Harry and it's Holes got Fassbender. <laughs> Harry Hole is in it. Pe- Hard to go wrong. Holes. Yes. And now, you know, now we got Dark Phoenix to look forward to, which is probably going to be terrible, honestly. Like, because they're rushing their story already. Like, they're doing the Dark Phoenix. Are they rushing it? Well, yeah, they're doing the Dark Phoenix saga without, not to get too fucking geeky, but they're doing the Dark Phoenix saga like they did in the original kind of X-Men movies. And we don't know anything about Jean Grey, who is going to become the Dark Phoenix. Like, she was just kind of introduced in this last movie, and she had, like, three scenes. And now she's going to be, like, going crazy and killing everyone. And it's just like, they're rushing it. That should be, like... At the end of, uh, at the end of the last one, she kind of went a little ham, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and I felt like that was rushed, too. Like, it was just like, that, because those movies were all about the relationship between um, Xavier and Magneto, like, everyone else was just kind of side characters, except maybe Quicksilver. He had a more important role. And and I think it makes... the when the X-Men movies have their good moments, these new ones, it's because of the relationship between those two guys, because they're the two best actors on screen and it's not even close. So it makes sense that that's the route they would go. But now that they're kind of transitioning into bringing these other characters to the forefront, I just think this is not going to work at all. Like this is going to, this is going to be rough. So that does make a good point, man, because the, that dark Phoenix thing, I remember I didn't read the comics as a kid, but I did watch that X-Men cartoon mm-hmm. and it took fucking forever. Yep. To get yep. to as the it punch should, line, which, it's a big story. Yeah. It, it, it changes was this whole psychological drama yep. with her, and she was going through all the stuff, and there was the stuff with Cyclops and Wolverine and yep. blah blah blah. And man, she just suddenly discovered her powers like in the last, yep, you know, ten minutes of the last movie. So Time yeah, to go crazy. I mean, that's it. <laughs> well, in fairness to Michael Fassbender, the 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 great Michael Fassbender, he just got married. He's you know, yeah. let him live his life. Oh He's, yeah, for sure. Let him have some time off. Maybe he'll pull a Daniel Day-Lewis and disappear for five years and be a cobbler in Italy or whatever the fuck it is that Day-Lewis does. And then come back and work with Scorsese or something and, you know, win a, win an Oscar or two. Like, maybe that's, that's what he's going to do. And, you know, he'll let his wife uh, do the work and uh, bring home the paychecks from Hollywood because she'll be doing Tomb Raider and whatever else she's doing. So, you know, let her work. So maybe we can kind of close it up with what do you want as an as a theater goer like do you want michael fassbender the movie star or do you want michael fassbender the guy who only does these kind of high pedigree projects i want what i'm getting i like what i'm getting from you like him. just I, keep I, working I'm, I'm happy yeah no i i just you know give me the art house movie from time to time uh do what you want with the big budget movies bring some class to the x-men franchise you know <laughs> take a take a shot take a big big hack uh, at the uh, aliens movies or the you know the the video game movies take a take a try, take a stab at it fuck it man uh, maybe B- Barry does have a point of you know give it a shot Daniel Day Lewis uh, and I like what I'm getting sometimes you you get hits and sometimes you get strikeouts but at least the dude is swinging the bat yeah it's and uh, stop it <laughs> stop <laughs> so it's just interesting to me because it it really points a finger at how short our memories are as moviegoers because i was just thinking like what's the last like really good 
like high pedigree role he took. And I forgot, like Steve Jobs was only two years ago. Like this was not that yep, fucking long ago. Exactly. And granted, I don't think did he get nominated that year? I think there was a lot of buzz about him getting nominated, and then he didn't. So he was like, probably if there's one more nomination, he would have gotten it. If I'm remembering right. Um, but our memories are really short, so it might actually, actually he was nominated best was performance in okay. an actor in a leading role. Yeah. So Oscar him nominated and were nominated. Oscar nominated just two years ago, and yet like I'm sitting here like, what's the last good thing you did, Fassbender? What have you fucking done for me lately? So it's, you know, because and let's let's not shit on alien because he was he's stellar okay. in alien whether you As like he is he's good whether you like the alien the new alien movies or not i i have not heard anyone say fastbender is bad in those roles or even i've never even heard anyone say yeah fastbender's okay like everyone's like that movie is either good or terrible but michael fastbender is fucking fantastic in those movies so he gave i think in the in the movie this year in in alien i think he gave Maybe the best performance in a big budget spectacle movie that I've seen in about a decade. Like this is like if that wasn't an alien movie, I think we're talking about him for awards consideration. Like it's that level of good in that in that movie. But it's an alien movie, so that's never gonna happen. But he just knocks it out of the park in that role, um, as David. Like he's just fantastic. Did Avatar come out in this decade? Because Sam Worthington may have something to say uh, about that. I don't think it did. <laughs> And I don't think it matters. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Point me in the direction of... Because you said nobody would ever say Michael Fassbender was bad in Alien. So point me in the direction of the performance where you say Michael Fassbender was bad. I will let you scroll through the IMDb. Snowman? I'll edit out the, the time <laughs> time gap. But the snowman. That's... <laughs> He's not bad in the snowman. Oh, he is. He is. I mean, for him, oh, th- I stop. think. I think the snowman is his worst performance. I think. I think. I think. I honestly think he knows that he's in a garbage fire, and there's moments where he's just like. And I think that's where that extra distance in that role comes from. Is he is distant from the work? Like he's just like, nope. Uh, I'm done with I this. I disagree. Um, but he's not bad. Uh, all right, that's that's your opinion, and that's fine. Um, there's a couple movies of the his opinion. that aren't well thought of that I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen Haywire or The Counselor. Um, but as saw I'm, both. As I'm looking through, like I don't think that there is a bad performance. Like Assassin's Creed isn't great. It's not a great performance, but it's good. I think he's good there in that role. Like it's not yeah, like he he's phoning it in and doesn't care. I think the snowman is he the closest thing. The snowman is the closest thing to a bad performance he's given. I will respectfully disagree. I did see the counselor. He was pretty good. I saw um, Haywire. I mean, he's got a small role in it, but right. he's he's okay there. I think the fastbender never sticks out. You know, like he never really glaringly sticks out, and I, hmm. I mean, he's a he's a consistent hitter, but I think that when he does go big, when he he he's a guy who hits for average, but he has that home run power capability, and like with movies like Shame and Hunger, and like I think when when right. movies are placed on his shoulders. I think he usually will rise to the occasion. Like he is one of those people that like he's he's not out to kind of play these roles that like scream look at me look at me uh whether it's a main role or a supporting role but he he performs exactly as the script wants him to um so right. so i think when he is the main role um i think he always performs really admirably and like at this kind of awards level 
uh, awards contender level. Uh, but if he's in these, if he's playing a supporting role, like he's not gonna, he's not gonna steal the scene. Like that's not his style at all. Right. Right. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully, you know, audiences will catch up with Fastburn to the way we have, you know, yeah. hopefully not the snowman, but like the other things. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, uh, in sincerity, you know, to kind of wrap up, hopefully he does, uh, uh, get the notoriety that deserves the accolades he deserves and becomes a household name because I yeah. think uh, I hold him in higher regard than a guy like Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Ryan Gosling, but I hold him, Michael Fassbender, in much higher regard than that guy. Yeah, um, I totally agree. Brad I, Pitt as well. As far as a, an actor goes, I think Brad Pitt can't hold a candle to uh, Michael Fassbender. I think... Um, just as far as acting goes. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I think Brad Pitt is one of those he's you know you you were using like kind of a baseball reference Brad Pitt I think in a lot of ways is that 250 hitter who can hit 60 home runs like at any point he can deliver a performance that will be incredible whereas Fassbender is much more consistent like you know pretty much every time you're going to get a good to great performance and I think if if Fassbender becomes a household name I think movies and the world of movies is better for it so I really hope that that does happen amen I can't I can't sign off any better than that so we're just going to cut that right there This has been Marcus Played, and if you're hearing this, you're about to do just that. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you heard here, please subscribe on iTunes or your pod player of choice. Also, do the same for the shows that we sampled here. We listen to them, so why can't you? And if you can't get enough of us, check out our shows, The Trouble Romance Film Podcast and Pop Culture Case Study.